Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Praise God. Such a joy, privilege to be back with you guys and uh, to walk the journey of life. Aren't you glad that we don't have to do it alone? Some of us. Seriously, no one was created to do life alone. God Himself doesn't do life alone. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's three of them. So what makes us think that we can do it alone? And we need each other. We need each other. So Father, we right now thank You. We praise You. We worship You that You're here. You're in us. You're in this place. You, Lord, when people gather together, You're in the midst. And we thank You that You're about to speak. And we have our ears turned on. Our spirits open. And we're praying in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you speak to every person what we need to hear. And everyone that is hungry, said amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. Praise God. Praise God. Awesome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can you just pull this table back a little bit for me, please? Thank you. That's going to stop me kicking it and tripping over well it's going to minimize the potential of me kicking it it's not necessarily going to stop me kicking it we were seeing my eyes are always on you my eyes are always on Jesus did anyone sing those words did anyone sing those words anyone sing those words my eyes are always on Jesus how many people know that's not always the reality of our lives but this is what a picture I saw in that moment, I want you to hear this. My eyes are always on Jesus. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. But I thought we'd go through life and leave this building, and go to work and go to family and go to the shops and go to sports. And we're meant to have our eyes also on people. Is that true or not true? So if I've got my eyes always on Jesus, how do I have my eyes on people and here's the picture watch this and this was just during worship if my eyes are on Jesus and then my eyes are on people it's almost like I take my eyes off Jesus and put my eyes on people so when my eyes are on people my eyes are not on Jesus and I this is what I saw I saw if my eyes are always on Jesus let me write it down I wrote it down in worship my eyes are always on Jesus so that then when I see people I'm not taking my eyes off Jesus to look at people I'm looking through Jesus to people he becomes a sieve through which I look when I see people and my Bible is clear that all the impurities and sins of people were put on Jesus so if he becomes a sieve when we're looking at Jesus all the time and we see people he actually catches all their impurities get caught and stuck on him at the cross and so when we go through that we rather than look at their impurities we just look at their potential did that make any sense it's like when you do squeeze oranges or whatever and you've got the you, you put it through that thing and and, and the, the all the pulp and all that stuff gets stuck in the sieve and just the pure juice goes through. He took our impurities. He took our sins. He took our fears. He took our dysfunction. It's all on Him. Come on. 
So now if we are always have our eyes on Jesus and you're looking through Jesus at people, you know that person at, that, at your workplace that is nothing short of whatever? You know that person? You know that person in your school? You know that person? If your eyes are on Jesus and you see that He took that stuff that irritates you, if He took that stuff that annoys you, if He took that stuff that you think, man, how ugly is that? But that was laid on Him. Then you can actually look at them through the eyes of God's potential, God's life, God's purposes, God's passion. I wonder if the thing that's going to change their lives is you not seeing them as they presently are and as everyone sees them. And potentially they are the way they are because that's what people have always said about them. And they just need someone to look through the eyes of Jesus who hung on a cross, who when people saw a Samaritan woman and said, you should not be speaking, he said, no, I see a daughter of the Father, so I'm going to speak. When he saw a leper and they said, unclean, you cannot go near, he said, I see a son, I see a daughter in the waiting, so I will speak to them. When they saw a tax collector and a thief and a murderer or on the road to Damascus, he saw a great apostle. He sees through the eyes of potential, but you've got to allow the impurities to be stuck on Jesus, not on them. This is not my message. This is just what happened to me in during worship. What amazing what happens when you get your eyes on Jesus. He actually starts to show you the people as he sees them. As I said that, Jesus, the Holy Spirit just said, this is it. This is it. This is what is needed in your life and my life, to see people as Jesus sees them. And if your eyes are on Jesus, you'll see them as he sees them. If your eyes are on them, you'll see their sin, their dysfunction, their brokenness. You'll see what they're not giving to you rather than what you can give to them in the name of Jesus. Some of the people that are appointed to you by divine appointment because you just work with them or you live with them or you go to school with them or they're in your world. You might say, that's not my divine appointment. Yes, it is. Therein is our problem. We go to work. We don't go to a divine appointment. We, we go to home. We don't go to a divine appointment. Wherever we are, there God is. And He says, you're it, you're it, you're it. But I need you to look at me so that when you see them, you're looking through me. Through the eyes of Jesus, not the eyes of my understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Come on. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. If you're acknowledging Him, come on. If you're acknowledging Him, you're thinking about Him, you're looking at Him. And He said, I'll direct your path. And part of that is showing Him, showing us what they look like to Him. Remember, 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 God is eternal. He's not bound by time. He's not here and now and only here and now. He's here and now and He's in the past and He's in the future. So, so when people saw Saul the terrorist, right? When he was giving consent to the martyrdom of Stephen, when he was 
when he was going down from door to door and getting letters so that he could arrest and throw people in prison, that's all that they saw. You fast forward, he got saved. And even the disciples that heard this is that Saul, they were afraid because they saw him. Even when he got saved, they still saw him back here. But you need to understand when everyone saw him as a terrorist who was persecuting the Christians because God is in the future. He actually saw the apostle Paul. That was the living reality for Jesus because he was in the future. So when he called him back then. It wasn't looking ahead saying, one day you will be apostle. He's saying, you are an apostle. Come on, come on, come on. Walk towards me. We need some people to call out the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers that are currently in your workplace that are swearing and cursing and going out to all sorts of terrible things and being involved. But they are children, sons and daughters of God in the heavenly, in the eternals right now. But they need someone to call them towards it. But we just see them in their dysfunction and their impurities. But God's, God's in their future and He's going, that's not what they are. I didn't create them as that. Why are you labeling them according to their behavior or their action rather than their purpose? Father, I pray that you'll continue to lead us in our time together this morning. You'll help me to land on the parts that you want us to touch on. And I pray that every person will receive the word of the Lord. God, I really honestly ask and that for some of us, there'll be a shift from selfish Christianity, which is an oxymoron, to Christianity, which is actually laying down our life, taking up a cross, following Jesus. May we see through your eyes, and may we truly be about our Father's business. And everyone that is just hungry said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you, Lily. Wonderful. Amen. Praise God. We sang through the fiercest battles with the Lord of hosts. Anyone sing that? Three of you. It's good. You're learning not to answer me because I'm going to take you somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're quite smart here in Mildred, aren't you? Who sang (laughs) through the fiercest battles with the Lord of hosts? So even this, what gets your attention the most, through the fiercest battle or with the Lord of hosts? What gets your attention most, through the valley of the shadow of death, or I will feel not evil because you are with me? Come on, come on. No, that's cool. I'm good. You just stay there. Listen to the music. Just, it's almost like I'm family. I just re- rearrange the furniture and everything. Through the fiercest battles with the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord to you today. Are you ready? And everyone, just take just take 10 seconds, check your phone, make sure it's on silent. I'd appreciate it. So with the person next to you, amen. Here is what we're about to sing. Through the fear, sing. We're not going to sing it. Maybe later on we will. Maybe later on we will, Kim, who knows. Through the fiercest battle with the Lord of hosts. 
The word of the Lord to River Edge Church, July 2019. You ready? Three of you. You ready? Come on. Here it is. It's deployment time. It's deployment time. It's deployment time. It didn't say it's unemployment time. And some of us are spiritually living like it's unemployment time. Like we don't have a job. Like we don't have a purpose. You're not saved to be safe. You're saved to have a relationship with the Father and to be about our Father's business. Can I hear an amen? It's deployment time. It's deployment time. Everyone say, it's deployment time. Come on, shout it out a couple times. Amen. What is deployment? Deployment. Listen, 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 listen. The movement of troops or equipment to a place or a position for military action. Some of you are with me. Some of you are going, oh, my gosh. I came to church to be blessed. I came to church to just me to feel good. This is all about me. We sang through the fiercest battle with the Lord of hosts, the Lord of, the Lord of hosts. The church is not just meant to be a family that is safe. It's meant to be an army that is winning battles. But the battles are never against people. We do not fight flesh and blood. We fight principalities and powers. But we do fight. And it's deployment time. And it says that that deployment is the movement of troops or equipment to a place or position for military action. It is also the action of bringing resources into effective action. I want to declare that the church, the body of Christ, you, if you are a believer here today, you are a troop. You are part, you're a soldier, you're part of a troop, you're part of an army. You might go, I don't like that language, I like the family language. You can't pick and choose. We cannot pick and choose. He is the King of kings, we're kings. He is the Lord of lords, we're lords, come on. We are kings and priests before our God. He says, I have given you authority over all the enemy's powers. It sounds like military talk to me. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of Jesus came preaching the kingdom. John came preaching the kingdom. He talked about the kingdom of God is now within you. And the word kingdom literally means the right to rule over in a realm. It is about ruling over in a realm. We have religions around the world that are trying to rule over people by force. The people of God, we shrink back from the language because it's been perverted. We don't need to shrink back. We need to reclaim what God intended. And the people of God are not called to not be in a battle. This is not about killing people. This is not about dominating people. With people, Jesus always served. With principalities and powers, He exercised kingdom. He says, you get out. You stop harassing. I take authority over you. Come on. Jesus was a king, a warrior against principalities and powers while he served people. But what we've done, we've made it all about serving people, but we haven't actually realized that there is actually a war that needs to be engaged in and battles that need to be won. 
We can serve people to the cows come home, but unless there is something happen in the spiritual realm, they will just be well fed and they will just be liked, but they will not have their eternity changed. It is deployment time and it is the movement of troops or equipment. Come on. And bringing resources. Do you not know that you are a resource for this world? You are the resource. You have been given gifts of God. God has given everybody gifts and abilities. You have the Spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead living on the inside of you. You have the Spirit of wisdom. You have the Spirit of revelation. You have the answer to the problems that they don't even know. And yet we just go to work. And we see problems and people with problems. And the word of the Lord to River Church is it's deployment time. Some people are ready for this and desire this, and some of us do not. Let's be honest. Think about it in the natural. The army, the navy, the armed forces. You can be trained, 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 trained. But when it's deployment time, some are eager to go out and fight for their country, and some That's the last thing in the world I want to do. But they're all deployed. Not a trick question. Put your hand up high like you're unashamed if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ. Because remember, he hung on a cross for you. So if we can't put up our hands, there's something wrong here. Okay, then you are called according to his purposes and it's deployment time. You are a resource. You are a resource. You are a kingdom, heavenly, eternal resource to the people that you come in contact with. Are you with me so far? I want to bring in three things. Here's the first one. God wants to brand you with a holy sense of calling. God wants to brand you with a holy sense of calling. Brand. What is a brand? A brand is a type of product manufactured by a particular company under a particular name. Mm. <laughs> We, our brand is a particular identity or image regarded as an asset. It is time for the people of God going out into the world to see yourself as an asset. You want to say you're puffing yourself up. That problem is we're walking around, we're shrinking around like worms, defeated and feeling like, who am I? Who am I? It's not about elevating ourselves, but it is about letting the Christ that is in us actually come on, live large out there in the world. People need to see our good works so they can glorify the Father in heaven, not so that they can praise us and they can feel good. We need to connect people to God Almighty. We got to stop flying undercover, living under undercover, going under the radar. A brand is an identifying mark that's burned on livestock. It used to be on criminals, on slaves with a branding iron. It, 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 it identified you belong to them. Can you see the symmetry? Can you see the language? God himself created you in his image and he identified you as his own and has branded us. And the branding that is on our lives is in Christ. That is the branding that has been put upon your life in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. And you are an asset to this world and it is deployment time. Everyone says deployment time. 
Praise God. God wants to brand you with a holy sense of calling. What is calling? Calling is a strong urge towards a particular way of life. A calling is a strong urge. Come on. Some of us, our strongest urges are just urges towards things that are destructive. There is a, God wants to brand us with a holy calling, not an unholy calling. He doesn't want us branded with a, an urge that is just towards impurity and lust and self-will. He wants to brand us with a holy sense of calling. A strong urge towards a particular way of life. We are called to live like Jesus in this world. And we are called to represent His brand well. Come on. In Genesis chapter 1, we, He created us in His image. Come on. In His image. In His likeness. How glorious is that? Everything else was created after their image. He created animals and they reproduced after their kind. And he created birds and they reproduced after their kind. But he created mankind after his image and said, reproduce after my kind. That be fruitful and multiply. That be fruitful and multiply command from God was not primarily go and procreate, go and have children. That was part of it. But first in the spiritual and then in the natural, he had just declared you're in my image. Now go and be fruitful and multiply my image, my brand. Settle down. Are you with me? It's deployment time. Say it. God is wanting to brand us with a holy sense of calling. Here's the second thing. If it's deployment time, God wants you living with purpose, on purpose. God wants you living with purpose, on purpose. With purpose. What does that mean? The reason for which something is done or for which something was created or for which something exists. The purpose. Why we exist. God needs us living with a sense of purpose. And God wants you living for the reason that he created you to live and for the reason why you exist. Please, let me, let me just push this into our spirits. God wants you, young people, older people, front, back, left, right. God wants us if we are believers. He needs the body of Christ. You know what? This world needs a body of Christ to start living with a sense of purpose, not just coming to church, not just sometimes reading your Bible, maybe occasionally, not just praying and talking to God about all the things you want him to do like Santa Claus in your life but we need to live with purpose it is deployment time there are people in your work and in your school and your family that need you to live with a sense of purpose the reason why you exist and the reason is you and I exist is to be a friend of God and to help others become a friend of God that's why I exist. And we've got to get the order right. It's like this, what we said before about always looking on Jesus, looking at Jesus, keeping our eyes on Him. And we look through Him and we see people. It's not look at Jesus or look at people. 
and is not look at people and occasionally glance at Jesus is come on is keep your eyes on Jesus and when you see people you still look because you're so captivated by him you see them through him it's the same with this your primary thing is not to make people or help people step towards God and be a friend of God that's not your primary calling or purpose your primary purpose is to be a friend of God the reason I can download to you this morning is because I am a friend of God. I am walking with God. That, that is my purpose. But my purpose does not mean I stay in my home. I sit in my home by myself, uh, just in a monastery somewhere. It's just me and God, me and God, me and God, me and God. Come on, God loved the world so much. He sent His Son. He came down into the world to seek and save the lost. He had the relationship with the Father, and he continued. He withdrew every day to spend time with his Father. That was his purpose. But with that purpose, he also lived with purpose and helped other people to connect with the Father whom he loves so much. I'm here because I love my Father, number one. And I'm here, number two, because I want to empower you to love your Father. And I want to empower you to help others love the Father. This is living with purpose, but it's living with purpose on purpose. Can you see that? Living with purpose on purpose. What is on purpose? A person's sense of resolve or determination. Some of us live on purpose. I want to get this job. I want to get this much money in the bank. I want to get married by this time. My purpose, man, I'm I'm determined. I'll do whatever it takes to get that promotion. God wants us living with purpose, on purpose. But he doesn't want us living on purpose outside of the right purpose. Too many of us are living on purpose for the wrong purpose. Our purpose is to know the Father and help others to know the Father. Does that mean you can't get, get, get that house and get that promotion? No, there's nothing wrong with that as long as that's not your primary sense of purpose. Because you can store up for yourself treasures on earth, but moth and rust, come on, it can all go in the flash of an eye. Just ask Job. It's not about that. It's actually about knowing your Father and helping other people know the Father. It's pointing people. We need to live with purpose, but we need to live on purpose. You need to go to your job on purpose, with purpose on purpose. And it's not to get a paycheck. It's not to get a promotion. It's not to enjoy your job as if that's where your sense of joy comes from. In His presence is fullness of joy. Maybe you need to bring joy into your place of employment rather than go to your place of employment and look for joy. God wants you to live with purpose, the reason for which you exist. Being a friend of God, helping others become a friend of God, but on purpose, a person's resolve, determination. God wants you to be intentional about how you live and why you do what you do. And the last thing I want to say on this, number one was, this is all under, it's deployment time. Everyone say it's deployment time. It's deployment time. Say it one more time. 
God wants to brand you, brand you, brand you, brand you, brand you. Come on, we carry his mark. We carry his DNA. We carry his image. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me? God wants to brand you with a holy sense of calling, this, 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 this drive, this passion, uh, not just for things, but for God himself. And God wants you living with purpose, on purpose. And here's the last thing. God wants you doing everything by God's spirit. This is good news because, goodness me, I, I can't do this by myself and nor can you. Because half of you are sitting there going, I can't do that. That's not me. Fantastic, wonderful. I'm glad you got to the right conclusion. Wonderful, wonderful. Pat yourself on the back. If you can do it, then it's not actually what it's meant to be. In him we live and move and have our being. Even Jesus, the Son of God, it says, And God anointed him with the Holy Spirit, and he went around doing good and healing all who were sick. He needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when you try hard. When you're charismatic enough. When you get enough money in the bank and you get on the right job and you get the right wife. And the No, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Because you can't do this by yourself. It is deployment time. Everyone say it. But God wants you doing everything by God's Spirit. Everyone say, by God's Spirit. By God's Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Now, he said this statement to me. He said, I see the people of God standing at the river's edge. And I didn't even make the connection that the name of your church was River's Edge, but this is what I saw. I, I just saw this phrase in my mind's eye. I saw the people of God standing at the river's edge. Watch this. And then I saw the Red Sea, and then I saw the Jordan River. The Red Sea under Moses, the Jordan River under Joshua. And God says there's the same difficulty. That is raging waters that you cannot cross. There's different instructions. That is to Moses, hold up your staff, and to Joshua, send in the priests and Levites. There are questions. How is this going to work? Why is it different this time to last time? But yet there was obedience. You are standing at the river's edge. It might look different to last time. The instructions might be different. You might be facing the impossibility. But God Almighty says, if I tell you to hold up a staff, will you hold up a staff? If I tell you to send in the priest and leave us, will you send in the priest and leave us? If I tell you to open your mouth and to say something, will you say something? If I ask you to keep your mouth shut and not say something, will you keep your mouth shut and not say something? If I ask you to invite them out for coffee, will you invite them out for coffee? If I ask you to help them move home, will you help them move home? If you're to your enemy, if there's someone that despises you. I ask you to do an act of kindness even without them knowing who it is. Will you do what I ask, says the Lord? Because this is not by might, it's not by power, but it is by the Spirit, says the Lord. You don't have to work it out. You just got to obey the Holy Spirit. God said to me recently, Steve, you don't need a rule for everything if you keep in step with my Spirit. Some of you heard that. Some of us just dropping in right now. You don't need a rule for everything if you keep in step with my spirit. Some of you right now are even trying to work out, oh, how is this okay? I want to say yes to this. I want to go into my work with the sense of holy calling, but what do I do? And 
what do I do when I'm going to work tomorrow? What do I, we're trying to work it out. Stop. Yield, surrender, submit, say, God, I just leave me step by step. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Come on. He, his word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Lamp to my feet, step by step. Light to my path, the big distance. Come on. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit. The Spirit was leading him. He was led by the Spirit towards the Samaritan woman. He was led by the Spirit towards blind Bartimaeus. He was led by the Spirit towards Zacchaeus. He was led by the Spirit. You don't need to work it out if you're led by the Spirit. And if you're listening to the Spirit and if you're in the Word and you're worshiping God and your eyes are upon Jesus when you're driving to work, some of you need to turn that crappy radio off and turn your spirits up and start to speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Some of you need to listen to the Word rather than that rubbish, trashy gossip stuff. And you need to start to fill yourself and you walk into your work filled with the Spirit, thinking about the Spirit, not thinking about the rubbish that you've just been listening to. And then you can be led by the Spirit. This might shock some of you. But when I'm preaching the Word, it's not the only time I read the Bible. This might shock some of you when I'm speaking to you and listening to the Holy Spirit. It's not the only time I listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm confident that I can hear the Spirit well. Not because of this moment. But in... 7 o'clock this morning and 10 o'clock tonight. And when I'm out there by myself and when I'm walking here by myself and when I'm walking through this shop and I'm 24-7, I don't have spiritual and natural in my life. I have one life and my whole life belongs to God and I'm constantly listening, constantly filling myself, constantly saturating the Word, constantly thinking about the things of God. And do I have to, is that easy all the time? No, it's not. Do I get tempted the same way as you? Yes, I do. Do I have desires the same way as you? Yes, you do. Even Jesus, He's been showing it to me recently when he said, not my will, but yours be done. It means that what Jesus wanted in the moment was different to what his father wanted. Otherwise, he would have said, my will and your will. Come on, let's do it. He goes, no, not what I want right now, because what I want right now is not what you want. I don't want to go to the cross, but I'm aware that I have different desires and feelings than God. So I go, God, is not that I don't have them. Stop trying to get rid of them. Just surrender them. It's deployment time. God wants to brand you with a holy sense of calling. God wants you living with purpose, on purpose. God wants you doing everything by God's Spirit. I got just two verses I want to read from the New King James here. And then I'm going to pray and then I'm going to get Sally just to mention a couple of things we've got. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. New King James says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty. Do you not know that you're the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty. But we all, all of us, 
that are believers with unveiled face. What's that? Revelation. Beholding as in a mirror the magnitude of your problems. That's not what it says, by the way. It's, it's, if you knew your Bible, you'd be shouting me down right now. It doesn't say we all with unveiled face beholding all their dysfunctions and their... It, it, no, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. My eyes are always on you. We are being transformed into that same image that we're looking at from glory to glory, just as it is all by the Spirit of the Lord. In that, you get freedom is by God's Spirit. With the Spirit of the Lord, is there is freedom. Revelation is by God's Spirit, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord as in a mirror. We are being transformed into that same image by the Spirit of God. Transformation is by God's Spirit. I, I want you to just hear this as we finish. Freedom is by God's Spirit. Revelation is God, by God's Spirit. Transformation is God, by God's Spirit. It's all by God's Spirit. Creation came into existence by God's Spirit. The Spirit was hovering, ready to bring it into existence. And I want to declare over your life four things. It's deployment time. God wants to brand you with a holy sense of calling. God wants you living with purpose on purpose. And God wants you doing everything by God's Spirit. Do you receive the word of the Lord? Because there's people in your work. Some of you are going to pick this up. Some of you might not pick this up. I pray you do. I pray you do. But don't conclude, if I don't pick it up, it's because I can't. Conclude, if I don't pick it up, it's because I won't. I just don't want to allow you to escape anywhere because this world needs you but you also it's like a think about this what do you do if there's parents if you had a child that all they wanted to do was take 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 you feel a bit used you feel a bit like what am i am i just a whatever but when there is Yes, receiving, but when there is love just given, when there is, uh, let me help out with the dishes, let me do this, whatever. Isn't there something in your heart that goes, that's wonderful, this, this, is a, this is a partnership here. No? Come on, how much more with God? We shouldn't be people that just come just to get, 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 get. There's some people that need to get from you. But if your focus is just on getting, they're not going to get it from you. Which means if they don't get it from you and you're the only believer in their place, then you're the appointed person of God to go into their place. If they can't get what they need from you, they'll get what they want from someone else. Did you hear what I just said? Some of the things that you're looking at in people's life and you're complaining about how bad and filthy, maybe it's because they haven't got from you what they need to get from you. Maybe in part a silent church in a crazy workplace is part of the reason why sometimes it's as bad as we see it being. God says, I call you. I appoint you. It's deployment time. It's deployment time. Stand like the Marines that you are. Stand up like the Marines. Put your stuff down. Lift your hands to heaven. Sally's about to come, but I want to pray over you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that your Holy Spirit sometimes just gently woos us. And we thank you sometimes your Holy Spirit just slaps us between the eyeballs. And Lord, we thank you for that. And we thank you, God, that this is a time to get up, to go out, to shine. 
Come on, the Bible says do not let you, you don't light a lamp and put it under a bushel. You don't light a lamp and just cover it up. No one does that. No one does that. But it gives light to everyone that is in the proximity of that light. There are people that need to know and encounter the light and the love of Jesus Christ through your life. But you got to let it shine. So God, we're asking that your spirit will just come. Lord, I brand them right now, brand them right now, brand them right now with a holy sense of calling. I release the Spirit of God right now. Come on, if some of you are hungry, just lift up your hands high. Father, brand us with a holy sense of calling. Let us move from just selfish living to God's selfless giving. Come on, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we want to not work it out. We want to walk it out. We want to walk with the Spirit of God. And God, just lead us, we pray. And would you bring transformation in our families and our friends and our workplace in our community and we ask it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and everybody said Amen, Amen, Amen Thanks for listening For more content head to our website davidmccracken.org